everyone, and welcome once again to this seance of sound that we call Scry. I am the Seer, your host into this glimpse through the obsidian mirror and conjurer of true tales of supernatural terror and fright. I must once again apologize for the delay. Life has been, well, hectic to say the least. But that's just one of those things that makes life, life. Once again, this episode will be on the shorter side as personal matters have me severely limited for time. But oh, do I have some tales for you. Our first story comes from Sid, a student in India who tells us of an encounter while on a class trip. Here's his story. Hello, my name is Sid Anth. You can address me as Sid. I am a 17-year-old still in high school from India. This incident occurred to me in 2017. We went to Sariska Astroport for the observation of stars, galaxies, black holes, and shooting stars. And there's very minimum lighting system in the area to prevent light pollution. We were staying in tents, and in the tent we were given, there was a light that didn't turn on. So I pulled out the wires. It's going to be relevant later. We were told that we are not allowed to sleep at night for the observation. Just behind the campsite, there was an old cemetery from the British era, and it was still in use. It's said that the area is haunted. It was 3 a.m. I had to use the restroom, and it was near the tent, almost 500 meters away. I was scared to go alone because of the rumors. I told my friend to tag along. I'd rather not die alone. So, in the tent, we saw the light that won't turn on through the day is now flickering. Till then, I was holding his hand tightly. I started joking to reduce the fear and said it must be the ghost doing this. And as soon as I finished the sentence, I felt the warmth of a hand go away. I looked back and saw I was alone. And even in that condition, I went to the restroom and ran back to the observation ground. I slapped my friend hard, saying that, why did you leave me alone there? He said, what are you talking about? I never tagged along. 
But why were you acting like you were holding someone's hand and went to the restroom? My face turned pale. And I don't remember what happened after that because I fainted. The next thing I remember, I was in a hospital bed. I still can't forget that day. And I still get goosebumps when I look back to that incident. Sid, thank you for sharing your story with us. That is truly a frightening tale that makes one wonder just whose hand you were holding. Was it a phantom from the cemetery? Or since you mistook it for your friend, was this a doppelganger? Or both? Either way, that story is creepy as hell. Thank you again, Sid, for sharing that with us. Our next story comes from Ed, who relates a tale that was passed to him from his father. Let's listen in. A story from my father. My father was taking a break from wars in the 50s and trying his hand at trapping along with one of his younger brothers. My family was living in Missouri at the time in a two-story house they were renting. It was an old farmhouse built around the turn of the century. The house had a large attic that my father and his brother would hang the pelts in. One evening, after dinner, my father and uncle went upstairs to check on the pelts. The only light on the stairs was at the top and was very dim. My father got to the top of the stairs and was talking to his brother the whole time. He went into the room and was fumbling around for the light switch, which was a string hanging from the light. The light came on behind my father, who said, thanks, then turned his attention to the pelts. He then asked my uncle to pass him his lighter to light his cigarette. My father felt a hand on his shoulder and reached for the lighter, but it wasn't there. Then he asked for it once more. Again. He felt the hand on his shoulder, but no lighter when he reached back. This time, he turned to kick his brother's ass. No one was there, but he had heard his brother walking up the stairs behind him. His brother had turned the light on. He had been talking to his brother. Where was his brother? Then, the pressure of the hand touched his shoulder again. My father ran out of the room and down the stairs. 
my uncle was sitting at the dinner table talking to my mother. He would not go back up there alone again. And in a few short months, he would be back overseas. My father never told his brother about that night. He only told me about it a couple of years before he passed away. He said he would rather be back in combat than in that room. Thank you for sharing your story, or I guess I should say your father's story with us. I believe that I've mentioned it on the show before, but if not, I'll go ahead and say it here, that I am from Missouri, and hearing tales from nearby are always extra special for me. Thank you again for sharing that with us, and my condolences on your father. And with that, it is once again time to end this episode and banish back all things dark beyond the veil. If you have a story to share, you can submit it at scrypod.com, scrypodcast at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 573-203-8668. We're dying to hear your stories, so please help us and share the scare. All stories on Scry are purported to be true. Before wrapping things up, I would like to share a review that appeared on iTunes, courtesy of friend of the show, Reverend Wheelis. He gives five stars and writes, This is the best show ever. A must listen. This seer has a way of capturing your attention. Stories are great. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Reverend. I appreciate that. And for everyone else, leave us a review and it just might get read on the air. Music that appears in this episode's stories appear courtesy of Mew. Check out the link in the show notes for more from this talented artist. And with that, we must once again close the gate. And as always, say goodbye. This is scry.